this is my podcast introduction series of three, and I am finally getting to part three. It only took me a year to show up and do the final part three of my introductory series of my podcast, Itsy Bits of Health. The truth is I got triggered. I was scared to talk about the traumatic car crash my oldest boy and I survived. I thought for a while that I needed to go into deep detail, but have come to the awareness through growth and letting go that really it is private to me, my son and my family. I will not be going into a play-by-play, but I will let you in enough to have some understanding. This is the last and life-changing health crisis that has led me to today, to wanting to share so passionately that we can change the outcome of our life with how we care for our bodies. Food is either the greatest medicine or the worst poison, and we are each individually the sum of our choices. It was almost six years ago, this coming December 6th, so within a couple weeks I am shy of six years. I can't believe it has been this long and yet so short and transformative. My son and I were driving the first section of our mountain road for the long drive up to our home in the woods. You become very intimate with every vehicle and who you are willing to get stuck behind and who it is important to pass. I had passed someone I knew was too slow. We passed, but suddenly my tires caught gravel on the right-hand shoulder. I hit the brakes and pumped them. The next thing I knew, we were headed towards an embankment. My worry was instantly my son and making sure he was okay. I grabbed him as time slowed down and we tumbled in space. I felt my dad there. He had passed two years earlier, and I am sure that he held us in his arms. Though the impact had a terrible sound and feeling that still wakes me up time and again in a deep sweat, it was, I believe, his spirit that allowed us to survive. We were surrounded by white curtains, dust, and smoke. My boy was screaming, and me trying to calm him down. Our dogs were somewhere. It's triggering me now just talking about this, so I am skipping ahead. The ambulance came, one for each of us. They gave me fentanyl. I got insanely high, and the ambulance music was really loud in my mind. I can't remember what they were playing, but it was like classic rock. It was bizarre. Next, I remember being on the table and my youngest son and husband were there. I was swimming in pain and I didn't know where my eldest boy was. They had to cut me out of my clothing um, and they cut my down jacket. White feathers flew everywhere. The next thing I know, I woke up. Um, I was told I was I had a six-hour operation, and I was unable to feel my legs. So this is really making my spine tingle, and I can feel my nervous system is going into fight or flight. Um, So I'm going to kind of just move a little bit more forward. It's been a six-year-long journey of working on my nervous system and creating awareness on how to love and heal my body. 
I will not share my boy's injuries or his trauma. It is his to share if he wants to. He was so young, only 11, and now he's becoming a man. He did well with his injuries, and he's actively playing football, lacrosse, and even driving his own vehicle. He is a star in my eyes, and he has his own healing process as it unrolls for him. The outcome for me was a burst T12 vertebrae that blew into my spinal cord. My amazing neurosurgeon crafted a new vertebrae out of one of my floating ribs on my left-hand side and some type of fabric called a basket. He also pulled the different shards of vertebrae out of my spinal cord, um, he said with pliers, <laughs> is what I remember. He then sick and he put those in the basket as well, along with this rib for my body to like recreate a vertebrae, basically. He then secured it with what looked like a U-clip to my T11 and L1 vertebrae. From there, they could give me no definitive answer how the numbness in my legs would play out. By the grace of things, the universe mustered up for us that day. And the days following, um, these amazing nurses, who I still don't know their names to this day, but I'm forever grateful for, came into my life. And the main memory I have of them is that they strangely reminded me of Timon and Pumbaa from The Lion King. They were vibrant and they were hilarious. They braided my hair and they kicked my ass. I had a huge brace that I had to wear. It's like a corset. And slowly through the days, they would push me to sit up and they taught me how to log roll. And they taught me how to stand. And then we slowly made it out of my hospital room with a walker and eventually down the hall. That was the big push, was to make it down the hall. Um, I was not paralyzed, and I'm very humbled for this gift. I have no other way to explain my injury but to sum it up as years of walking paralysis. It's like this in-between state of really being able to feel and engage your muscles and having your brain actually do the work and not being able to really connect to the specifics of moving moving your body. Um, I used a walker. I used a cane for a long while. And I had numbness from my belly button down to my toes. The recovery was long and it still is ongoing. Um, although I'm not really sure I can call it recovery. I think now it's just management. Um, and that's not a just management. Like it is, it is, I'm so grateful for where I am. And it's also the magic of this slow healing process of the nervous system, which I was told by my neurosurgeon is the slowest system in the body to heal. 
I used to take people who broke their backs and just stick them in wheelchairs. And that was that. And now we know so much more about the nervous system. And we know that you have to, you have to move it or lose it. Um, and while that can't happen for some people that are, you know, actually paralyzed, for people who are in my state, that movement brings back healing, um, brings back feeling. So I arrived on the other side of this experience um, with a numb right foot. I still have chronic back pain and the tenacity for growth has become even larger throughout this last six years. My husband calls me the most disciplined person he knows and I'm not sure it really is discipline. I think it came out of the trauma um, this push, this need to to heal, to to do everything that I possibly could, right? Um, it was also that I was motivated by the deep love for my boys, my boys, my two boys, and the need to show them what what is possible. When I said it's been a long ride into connecting with my nervous system, there's no other way to put it. How I was raised. To react to life's troubles served me, um, and it also hindered me. Um, I was raised to have a nervous system that was very reactive. I think many of us are, right? Um, and as a result of that, like I'm just kind of stubborn to a fault. And then at the same time, that stubbornness and that discipline and that that push. Um, is the same energy that pushed me into continuing to show up for myself and my family. Um, it continued to push me to healing. That being said, I literally just ex existed for the first year of recovery in a really strange, numbed out space in my mind and body. There was so much pain and trauma and confusion. And in the midst of that, we decided that we needed to relocate from our beautiful place in the woods uh, where we brought our babies home, where we remodeled this home and this house and made it a home. And we moved down to town to be closer to our kids' friends and closer to connection um, in ways that we needed. But we moved into strange houses and there was an incredible amount of emotion on everybody's part. Um, it was a hard transition. My boys were really happy to be in town, but I couldn't show up for them as the mom I wanted to be. Um, the three years after the accident were absolutely brutal. We all as a family just kept trying to show up for each other and it was a huge lesson in failing forward. The last three years have still been hard, but it's been different. Um, the deep, brutal pain that would bring me to my knees uh, on numerous occasions has dissipated. I think the last time I had tear-jerking pain was about a year ago. Um, now it's just this low-level pain that's always there. And depending on what I'm doing with my body, um, whether I'm spending days cooking and standing or whether I'm spending days sitting and typing on my computer and creating a nutrition program. Um, 
it brings different pain and um, inflammation and I have to manage it. I feel my body again and that's amazing. I remember the process of feeling my legs again. The first summer I couldn't even feel a bug bite or a sunburn or scratches. Um, touch was confusing and painful. As the summers have gone on, I feel more and more, and yet I question if I might have reached a plateau. And again, it's okay. I'm so grateful for where I am. My right leg still struggles, and if I tire myself out, it kind of turns back into a hitch in my giddy-up. Um, the tension tracks in my back are unpredictable and weird. They're still unstable, but I literally have moved my body six days a week, whether I wanted to or not, since October of the first year of my recovery. Um, some days it looks like nothing to the untrained eye. <laughs> and then there's also times I really start to push myself, and I'm alone in my garage pushing myself and moving myself forward millimeter at a time. And the cumulative effect of millimeters at a time becomes huge. And here I am six years later and I'm, I'm grateful. Let's talk nutrition and nourishment. Why do I talk about and share eating for health? So inflammation, stress of the nervous system, trauma, all of these affect the digestive system. A spinal cord injury can horribly affect digestion and for some depending on where the injury is or the depth of the injury you might or might not be affected unfortunately I was and while I have worked on my pelvic floor muscles it's been a very long process when I started it was physically frustrating trying to engage gauge muscles I couldn't even feel anymore um, I have struggled both with bowel and bladder issues and I still do it's ultimately ultimately what has really pushed me into understanding how food can heal. It's been trial and error and moments of celebration and moments of extreme disappointment and tears. The healing is profound. I'm walking most days with an easy gait. I'm even jumping a few inches off the ground now. Um, I can raise on my toes on the left side and I can raise on my toes with both feet, but if I try to raise on my toes on my, only on my right side, I can't do it. There's something where I cannot engage my calf muscles very well. Um, and that just is, like, it's better than it was, but I still can't, can just barely get my heel up off the ground. Um, but that being said, I'm hiking again. Um, the farthest I've gone is four miles. My body tends to tank out. My right leg starts to get super lazy. It's like the brain connection to the nerves down there just don't fire after they get tired and I start to revert to kind of limping again. Um, last winter I used my all-terrain ski equipment, which I had bought two weeks prior to my injury uh, to the car accident. And I used them for the first time last winter on my birthday uh, with my sister-in-law. And we hiked to the top of a mountain. It's a beginner's mountain in our area that I had learned to ski on when I was two years old. Um, I skied, I hiked up, I skied down very slowly. 
as a humbled 49-year-old. And I was super proud of myself and I still am. I did it one other time also last winter and I plan on doing it this coming winter. Um, it put me in pain for a couple weeks and um, it's kind of just how I have to push myself is just see what I can do and see how I can balance my body better next time, right? But the wind in my hair on a ski slope is deep core memories for me and is joy. And so I'll keep trying. Um, my next goal is to hike from Aspen to Crested Butte. So back to nutrition. Through the process of navigating my digestion and healing my tissue and bones, as well as working through the trauma of that car accident, nutrition supported me. Just driving again was a process. Um, letting others drive and being comfortable in the passenger seat was hard. Driving by a car wreck was immediately a hysterical cry fest. Um, and to support that, I, I really focused on what I was putting in my body. Um, that is not to say that I didn't have an incredible addiction to sugar. Um, it was as if it was, it was that numbing that I needed to take me to a place of like relief. You know, sugar really taps into that dopamine in your brain. Um, it's addictive. I was sober. I still am sober. And um, so that kind of became like my food release. And um, I was pretty addicted to it for the first couple years of my recovery. And then I have slowly moved away from it. And thank God, um, it is so inflammatory and it is so hard on the body. And so... Um, you know, I kind of began in the first year focusing on just trying to, um, just trying to eat intuitively, trying not to overmanage and regulate everything. I did some juice cleanses, um, to kind of remove the insane number of drugs I had been given. Um, I was given Dilaudid and I was on that for months and when I came off of it, it was a very painful, um, addicted process and so all those drugs too, um, along with the spinal cord injury really affected my digestion and caused a lot of, a lot of issues and so I also learned to lower my saturated fats and increase my omega-3s for inflammation. Um, I was really plant forward. I still am low inflammatory and highly nourishing whole foods. And that's how my diet transitioned and it is now what I love to share with my clients. Um, what also became very important for me to understand was bioindividuality. 
I think when you're in one of those positions where you're trying to heal yourself, you're looking outside to what people are doing and how that could work for you, right? You're just trying little parts and pieces to support yourself. And I think it's the beautiful piece of humanity is that we're always looking to see what someone is doing. But I also think that we have gone wrong in assuming that what works for one person is going to work for another person. Our gut microbiomes are like, um, have been likened to like our fingerprints, right? They're super beautifully unique um, to us. So while there is science that says things like um, we can't lose weight unless we eat in calorie deficit to what we're burning, there's also the bio-individual response to food and how they personally affect you. So while I focus on food, I also needed to work through trauma, my restrictions of food and, you know, like how I was raised, um, whether it was, you know, and often that's inadvertent, right? We're just, we become what we see. Um, So I also had to learn how to love myself and stop beating myself up so much and stop being so hard on myself and just embrace every step of where I was I lost so much muscle and I had um I could not access my glutes and so I just had like the this terrible butt (laughs) um I can laugh at it now but it was terrible and it was hard and and if you don't have ass muscles you can't support the core of your body right and um it just was so hard for me to embrace every part of of what i had lost and um and where i was so it became a lot about mindset right self-worth and connection to myself um in the midst of all of this my transition from being a private chef was questioned right? Was I going to be able to even do that? And of course, just because of who I am, I pushed myself and I made myself um, work through pain. Um, During that time, during this recovery, during learning how to work again, I also decided that I was going to study um, holistic nutrition. So I um, graduated from Bowman College of Culinary Chef and Holistic Nutrition. And um, I've been working in the food industry for 18, since I was 18 years old. And um, I've been private chefing for almost a decade now. And I really just dove into the holistic nutrition program and learning how to uh, use food for health. And I since have graduated and I have been developing a six-month nutrition program called Rise Up um, that is now virtual with an amazing group of women. And uh, we're all working with our personal bio-individual health journeys. We talk about science behind the systems in our bodies and the why and the how behind what we do. And we talk how food can change the outcome of those systems depending on what we choose to eat. We work on our mindset and we are creating a small and mighty community of support and accountability. I also have special guests drop in to help us connect to our hearts through breath work, meditation, movement, and a friend of mine who helped me um, in recovery 
with myofascial work um, is now doing nervous system modulation therapy. And so she was a guest and came in and talked about what she does. Um, I have also led a plant-based um, cleanse. We have done a three-day and a five-day. Um, this isn't a highly restrictive cleanse. It is about changing our, our nutrition and removing the things that cause inflammation, that cause stress on our bodies, and just bringing in whole healing foods. And I've had some really great results from it, and people have been really happy with how they went into it just feeling energy depleted to coming out the other side feeling much more vibrant and connected to themselves and I also bring in people during those cleanses where we um, have meditation practices or um, we scan our bodies to find tension so that we can release it and all of those modalities are really helpful for for the holistic approach to self-care and nutrition um, and of course I share tons of recipes and every once in a while, I do, <laughs> I do a, a kitchen session, which um, I am working at nailing down and just getting better at. But I am a recovering perfectionist, and so um, it is best for me at this point in my life to just show up. And so I show up messy, and um, everybody's been really loving them. So I would love for you all to join me on Instagram at Itsy Bits of Health. Um, you can check out where my next free wellness workshop is going, uh, when it's going to be held, and see um, what I do. And if it resonates with you, we work with weight issues, we work with different health issues, and we connect to food as medicine. Um, I do have a disclaimer. I do not prescribe or treat medical issues. Once you've seen a doctor and you have a diagnosis, um, if that's what you're working with, or maybe you're just working with decreased energy, um, we can, from there, move forward. And I support everybody in one-on-one -on -one consultations once a month and within the program. And we work on our health and wellness journeys. So thank you so much for listening to me. And from here on out, I will be dro dropping, you know, five minute long um, to 15 minute long. I haven't really figured that part out. But what I am doing is I'm dropping short little sessions that I like to call nutrition nuggets to help you build your connection to eating for health. Thank you so much for coming. And I look forward to connecting with you all. Thank you.